This Geek Gamer Weekly Special is brought to you by the Roku app for Geek Gamer TV. You can watch Geek Gamer Weekly, Minecraft Me, and many other great shows and content. You can grab the app today by visiting the short URL, ggtv.me slash Roku. This is a very special Geek Gamer Weekly all about Wirecast 5. Hey guys, welcome to our first ever Geek Gamer Weekly special. My name is Chase Nunes and we're going to be talking this week about Wirecast 5. Now, a lot of you podcasters, game broadcasters, netcasters, church broadcasters, sports broadcasters for those small minor league hockey teams you need a program to use uh, to help put their message out there on the web, locally, many different options. Geek Gamer TV uses Wirecast. We've used Wirecast since the three days, version three days. Uh, because it's a, it, while ago. It's, it's a long time. It's it's one of those programs that without, I would be nowhere. I, I would not be where I am today with the production without this awesome piece of software. So with the new version of Wirecast 5, I wanted to bring somebody on to talk with about Wirecast to get into the meat and potatoes, to get into the real details of the program we're going to go through every piece of the program, line by line, code, everything. And I needed to get somebody on to talk about that. Unfortunately, the guy that we wanted Who'd wasn't available. So we got... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we got this gentleman right here. He came all the way from California, the yeah, Golden State. Just, just flew in on a red eye. Yep, yep. In the in the sound studio. Rough flight, pounded a few Red Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and ready to rock. And uh, here he is, Mr. Paul Hint, the Wirecast QA lead. Hey, Paul, welcome. Yep. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me on the show. It's great. It's, uh, it's great having you here. It's great to be here. Yeah, it, it just feels slightly different than when we're just talking on Skype normally. I know. Yeah. Now, now people are actually Pressure's paying. Pe people are paying attention. That's yep. that's the thing. So, yep. no, but that's good. That's yeah, good. that's fine. So, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about your background. Obviously, you haven't worked for uh, for Wirecast for as long as I've been using it, of course. But uh, yeah, why, don't you, uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? What you like? Uh, uh, do you like long walks on the beach? What do you like to drink? I absolutely do not like long walks on okay, the beach. Okay, fair enough. Just brief walks on the beach is is good enough for me. But yeah, no, um, I've been with Telestream for about four years now, and started testing Wirecast, I don't know, a, a year ago, two years ago, maybe. Um, my background is kind of kind of mixed, I guess. Uh, I kind of come from a audio production, music composing background. That's what I went to school for and cool. <clears throat> did live sound production for a while. Um, then I kind of ended up in software QA. I was doing game QA for a while down in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, worked at couple companies, Sony, Namco, uh, worked at NVIDIA for a little bit. Wow. Uh, and then I found my way up here, um, 
back to Grass Valley, Nevada City. My my family's from here, so um, just had a really good job opportunity with Telestream. So I came back up here, and I didn't start out on Wirecast, working on Wirecast right away, but it was the product that I wanted to be on. You know, it's the product that um, I had the most kind of passion for, I guess, out of all the products from Telestream. So, very cool. Uh, so I, I know we, we've uh, we've advertised this, and I want to get this out of the gate right out right out front, uh, so people who are just joining us don't miss out on this opportunity uh, for the just for the the live viewers. And so during the show uh, being recorded live, uh, we we actually want to give away a copy of Wirecast Five Studio, which we'll be showing uh, Wirecast Five here shortly. So if you want to win yourself a copy, uh, the only way you can do this is by heading over uh, to geekgamer.tv slash WC5. When you go to that page, you're going to find a, a few different things for you to do to earn your entries, uh, like following us on you know Twitter, following uh, Wirecast on Twitter. And then during the middle of the show, at some point, we're going to give out a super secret password. This password uh, would only be good during the show, so if you're listening and watching this after the fact, it's not that important to you. Uh, but if you're watching us live, you can use this password to gain yourself five bonus entries. So make sure you note that URL down right now, geekgamer.tv slash WC5. Hopefully, the people in the chat will be very kind to share that URL and not be greedy because they want to win it too, of course. So um, Sounds good. So Sounds ob- good. So obviously, Paul, Wirecast 5 has a, a very long history. I mean, I've been using it since three. Today, it is obviously much different. Uh, can you can you give us um, a brief synopsis, if you will, uh, sure. of the history of Wirecast 5 and, and, and really where it's come to this point? Sure. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's probably about a year and a half ago that... Um, you know, I, I'd been working on Wirecast for a little bit, doing testing, QA. Uh, I was not the QA lead of Wirecast at that point. Uh, and, we, you know, we had a sizable user base, um, a lot of people using it in kind of the sports broadcasting, church broadcasting arenas, um, you know, kind of higher production, moderate production podcast, that kind of thing. Um, and we, you know, we just we started to see that we needed to get some higher end features in there. So we started planning Wirecast 5 after Wirecast 4 came out. We, we kind of realized, you know, we need to add uh, X264 encoding. We need to get a better screen capture in the program. And, you know, a lot of people were asking for uh, better IP camera support, stuff like that. So <clears throat> we just started pulling a list of all those features that customers were asking for and started hammering away at Wirecast 5 over the last year and a half. Um, and, you know, during that time, I ended up becoming the QA lead and, you know, helping kind of shape where it was going, um, particularly uh, insofar as where it was going in, in the game streaming realm. You know, I was yeah. a really big proponent kind of pushing to to get Wirecast in that, in that arena because I think that um, maybe traditionally it wasn't in that space. Well, we know that there's been a lot of competition and and definitely in the gaming space and that's one of the things we're going to touch on uh, during the show yep. uh, what are some of the new features that were not in the older versions of Wirecast that were brought in to this big overall hub update because you know there's a lot of uh, you know podcasters and broadcasters like myself who have been using Wirecast for a while and this was probably the first update that I can really remember. Uh, in a while, maybe from four to five, that 
you know, this is a paid upgrade. You know, there's been a lot of small little upgrades that have added features into the program. This is a major overhaul. But yep. there's a reason for that because there's some significant new features, especially in regards uh, to the encoding and decoding engines, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. So, <clears throat> we, you know, we were seeing that our competitors competitors were using X264, um, you know, XSplit and uh, Open Broadcaster have had X, X264 encoding for a while. And, um, you know, we just saw the industry moving that way. We, we already had um, an H264 encoder. We were using Apple H264 and main concept H264 in the past. Um, but X264 can offer you higher quality at lower bit rates than even those variants. And, you know, Apple hasn't really been updating their H264 encoder uh, because it was part of QuickTime and QuickTime's kind of going away, right. which is what we were using before. Um, <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, so we put that in and, um, you know, it gives you a little bit more control over your encoding than what, what we offered in the application before. It's different quality levels. You know, if you wanted to do a really high bit rate, high quality stream, there's different settings that you can do is that, in there. Is that really significant <clears throat> when you make a change in the encoding engine? I mean, one thing I've noticed when switching from H.264 to the X.264 encoder sure. is, uh, at least I've been experiencing this on, on the on the, uh, on the the PC side for sure, is the memory and P, uh, CPU usage is dropped considerably. I mean, I when I when I uh, broadcast some of my reruns, I use use Wirecast for that, and on Wirecast four, I noticed CPU anywhere from maybe fifty to seventy percent, and I'm on a Core i seven machine. That's it drops. It's like thirty to forty percent. That's mm. alone. I think that's the price of, uh, worth it uh, to me anyway, because it, it it lowers the entry level point for people who want to use Wirecast and maybe don't have the beefiest systems in the world. Are are you guys noticing that too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the benefits of putting X two six four in. Um, and like I said, it gives you the ability to kind of tweak your encoder uh, to the system that you have. You know, there's there's different quality settings that you can start off with. Um, you know, if you don't have a lot of bandwidth, you can set one of the lower quality settings. Um, there's an advanced command line option that you can enter the X two six four command line parameters in there. If you you know you're one of those video encoding yeah. <laughs> geeks, you know. <clears throat> So, yeah, I mean, it does give you a lot lower CPU usage. I, I think that maybe the memory usage for certain settings is a little bit higher than what we had before. But, yeah, overall, the CPU is drastically reduced. But, um, you know, the options let you let you tailor that to your system. Well, there's a lot more advanced options sure. with the with the X264 codec that we're seeing uh, in, in that in those command line. I mean, those options were not even available uh, with the old version of Wirecast. And so on the video side alone, there's been some huge overhauls. Now, I know on the Mac side of things, uh, there's been something introduced called Core Media I.O. Uh, so can you explain a little bit about what that is? Because, you know, for me, I do use a Mac for all my encoding. I'm actually re doing this show on Wirecast 5 on the Mac. Yeah. So why is Core Audio so important on the Mac side? Okay, so, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> basically like how I was explaining it to you last night is um you know in, in the past Wirecast has used QuickTime as its kind of underlying core architecture to do a lot of processing that that's you know for encoding for decoding and also to bring devices into the program so <clears throat> um 
you know, when Wirecast first came out, we were, I think, on like OSX Leopard or something like that. Yeah. And, been, you know, since yeah. then, since then, Apple has introduced, you know, a new technology called Core Media IO, which is kind of like their AV framework. Okay. And um, we didn't have that before. So we added that functionality into Wirecast 5. So hopefully, you know, with newer modern device drivers, on Apple, you'll be able to use certain devices that you couldn't use before. Or there might be more stable, higher performing drivers for various devices. So that'll let you use those things that you, that weren't compatible with QuickTime before. But the good news is the the legacy is still in there. So you leave that in there. If you try to use the Core I.O. and it doesn't quite work well for you, you can still use the the old stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very. You can cool. switch it into legacy mode and use the old QuickTime. That's it's in the advanced preferences, and if in case you couldn't find it, and and you know certain devices may not <clears throat> work quite right with Core Media I/O if they don't have, um, you know, a, a driver that works with it yet. So if you need to go back to the old QuickTime, you, see, you know, if you had something that just worked before in Wirecast Four, then just switch to legacy mode. It should work the same way as before. Well, one of the big reasons why I use Wirecast on the Mac, and I've been using it on the Mac since version 4, is that delicious Apple ProRes codec. Because I do all my stuff in post-production. Uh, a lot of, you know, I add in the titles and some music and things like that. And it just makes makes it so much easier. And um, that's why I use it on the Mac. But the, the thing is, we're going to show off now... And I know a lot of you've been wanting to see this, and, and maybe some. This is the first time for a lot of you. Is Wirecast Five on the PC? And so we do have a, a demo set up here. And first things first, Paul, we're seeing a huge difference in the UI, right? I mean, the, the UI itself was changed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so kind of the idea behind this UI tweak overhaul, whatever you want to call it, was we wanted to give people just a more straightforward view to all of their layers. Um, so that's the first thing that you'll see. You know, And yeah, you'll see that the color scheme has changed. It, like one person, um, Mick Kisnek in the chat says it looks more modern. That's kind of the idea that we wanted to go with. Um, but yeah, so we have all the layers viewable right there. When you open the program, uh, there's little arrow buttons on the side that lets you expand or um, contract each layer, kind of zoom in and out similar to the functionality we had before, but previously you could only look at one layer at a time. So now, you know, you can you can look at every master layer that you have on the same window. So uh, let's, obviously you have all the, the layers here um, and it's still what we know, layer one, two, actually we'll just take this full screen. Uh, layers, you know, one, two, three, four, five here at the bottom. But you can also, one thing I like is you can actually make these thumbnails larger and smaller it's i mean these are the small little touches yeah there was a little slider before but now you have right. like you can make this it just makes it cleaner it's much easier to manage in my opinion anyway yeah i mean we've had some varying opinions on the new ui sure um, i think it i mean for me like it just get makes it more um accessible like all it makes your layers more accessible so if you want to uh, drag and drop your shots between different layers you can do that now quickly without having to right click and say you know move to layer whatever um so let's uh, so let's talk about uh real quick uh obviously a lot of the functionality of wirecast has remained the same 
you know, it hasn't changed. It could still stream to multiple places. You can record locally at the same time. But let's go and show Paul some of the new stuff that was not even in Wirecast 4. It's brand new for Wirecast 5. Uh, what do you want to start with? Sure. I, real quick, I just want yeah. to answer uh, a question from the chat. Um, so yeah, uh, the the thumbnails in the in the layers can be made uh, active um, live thumbnails is what we call it, and uh, you can preview each of your shots in the yep. layers. So actually, if you bring in a camera, you'll see if you have live thumbnails enabled, you'll see it refresh in real time in the layer there. Yeah, actually, if I go into, I think it's under performance. Yeah, and by the way, uh, we flashed your license up on the screen, so. That's okay. I'll blacklist it afterwards. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, there's a, a checkbox right there you can actually uh, click on. You can enable or disable it, um, and you can change the FPS. So if you have a real beefy machine, uh, you can crank that up to 30 and have little videos and all your <laughs> all your live icons, which is kind of cool. Um, yep, and, it, and that, that previews the entire shot as if it were rendering in the Wirecast uh, main canvas there. So... All right, well, uh, what are some of the brand new features in Wirecast 5 that we can show? Sure, so I mean, obviously, like the first thing that I'm passionate about and that I want to talk about is, is the new screen capture yes! plugin that we have. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I love the gaming. Gaming yeah. is good. So, yeah, previously <laughs> we had Desktop Presenter, which yeah. we, is, it's still in the program. Yeah. Um, it's just renamed to Remote Desktop Presenter now, so it's kind of the... You would use that still if you need to, um, but but send, it's, send your desktop across the network. But it's um, been it's been separated out. So if we look, uh, there's there's remote desktop presenter, which basically if you want to pull it from a different uh, IP address on the network. But also there's something called local desktop presenter. So you want me to just jump into a new local desktop and 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 yeah, sure. bring that up? Okay, hold up. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> That's the new that's the new screen capture plugin or source or whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, so yeah, so this the, the the purpose of this was to add a very high performance screen capture plugin in Wirecast um, that didn't have to compress the frames or send them over the network or any of that excess stuff. It would just allow you to bring in the source from your screen, from your desktop, from a program yeah, window. I, I right actually. That's very quickly. I, I remember um, from Wirecast 4 days, whenever I would use Desktop Presenter and I want to show something on my local machine, it does it did a, uh, a local host loop. Yep. And, and when it does that, it's basically sending it out and sending it back in within the network interface on its own. And sometimes it would be so fast, that I, or actually not fast enough, that I would get dropped frames and I would lose screen. Uh, it would just yeah. go black. <laughs> I mean, yeah, desk, the old desktop presenter is still useful if you need to share screens across the network. Um, it's great for that, but the whole the kind of downfall to the way it was implemented before is that even if you wanted to just do screen capture on your local machine, you still had to deal with the whole network infrastructure of it. Um, you know, it was compressing the frames to JPEG and sending them through the network. And right. Yeah. So it was just that, awful. That, <laughs> I, I I like what it what it is today. So. So let's go back to this. So obviously now uh, with this, you have different capture types. You have the monitor, obviously, if you want to uh, capture the whatever's on your screen. You have window, which gets more specific, of course. You can select the the different, uh, let's say I want to do a, a capture of just my Wirecast window. I can do that, obviously. But 
what's this uh what's this game functionality here mr paul what what now obviously i don't have a game selected yet that's why it's kind of flickering so i'll but sure i'll uh if you can explain what that is while i get a game set up uh what's the game functionality how does that work yeah so i mean so users who are familiar with XSplit and Open Broadcaster will uh, kind of recognize that game capturing mode. Um, so it it directly hooks into the Direct3D or OpenGL APIs and grabs frames before they're sent to the monitor from the GPU directly. So it's an extremely fast way of capturing a 3D rendered game. Um, without having to actually capture the entire screen pixel by pixel. Now it does work kind of way. It does work full screen though, correct? So if you if you want to play your game full screen cuz I this is this is where this part of the show is a little bit for the gamers. So I apologize in advance for all you podcasters and broadcasters. Uh, but a lot of gamers love to play it full screen even though with Windows 8.1 you don't really have to anymore. But I know a lot of people have those super high-res monitors, uh, they also, those IPS monitors, and they want to run their games at high screen or uh, full screen. Uh, this program yeah. works with that. Yeah. You don't have to do anything special. Yeah, it, it, it will capture any Direct 3D or OpenGL game that, that's running in windowed mode, uh, borderless windowed mode, or full screen mode. And it will capture it... Um, at about you know nearly the the frame rate that it's that it's running at. I mean there is a bit of a performance hit. System uh, dependency, of frames. course, right? That, yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah. Like, the better video card you have, the better performance you're going to get. So I mean it's it's kind of geared towards those users that have you know a moderately powerful to extremely powerful video card that want to do that kind of capturing. So let's let's show show this off real quick here. Uh, so right. Yeah, Left for Dead. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's you know minor game. You know it's, it's all right. Uh, I love this game. It's such a great game. Um, yep. I'm a so, huge fan. Uh, so I, I have it running in window just for demonstration purposes. I mean, obviously this would work full screen uh, at 720p. I'm running it in a small window so we can see both at the same time. So I have Left for Dead running in the background right now. Left for Dead Two, I should say. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just like game. And then, right now, I have to actually select the game. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down here, uh, Left 4 Dead 2. It's its own standalone EXE. I'll hit OK. And as you can see now in the little preview window, this it's pulling it from this. And then I can, I mean, just to prove to you it's not doing a screen cap, I can move this screen. I'm going to move it right up to the top. Yeah, you can resize it. You can actually yeah. switch between windowed mode and full screen mode, and it will retain the hook with the process and and keep pulling those frames. And in. and I think that's that's the big part because I know that some people have used uh, you know desktop presenter to to capture their games, and sure. they they move their window or they minimize it or whatever to answer an IM or something, and then you've just missed you've just moved your position. <laughs> You're like, yeah, oh the, no, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The I mean, the old re remote desktop presenter, as it's now called, is you know, it, it would capture pixel by pixel the region, and then right. grab that region from the screen and render it to Wirecast. So you know, with the game source mode, if you're running a Direct 3D or Open Jail game, you don't have to worry about that at all. So uh, looking here, obviously we can uh, turn off the the cursor so it doesn't actually capture uh, the cursor in the game. Also, you can uh, capture the audio uh, separately. So how does that work? Does it? Does it pull the audio from your sound card and just kind of intercepts that, or how does that work? So, so there's an audio settings button in the plugin, 
And when you capture the audio, you can specify which audio device you want to capture the audio from. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, if you have different sound cards or you have some kind of USB headphones or whatever your, your game is sending sound to you, you'll set that audio settings to that device and it will capture the audio. Now, this next setting here, uh, as a, again, as a, as a gamer... I, I like very much some some of you who just maybe might want to use the local desktop presenter to, to play back video clips and that sort of thing. Hey, that's cool too. Uh, but the, you can change uh, the frame rate of the capture. Now we all know if you're running 720p, you're actually running 60 hertz or 60p or 60 frames. That you know that's the default resolution and refresh rate. Yeah, I mean, uh, depending uh, on the the strength of your of system. video, so, you can, part, you, so you can you so you can actually this this is the best part. You can actually change your FPS if you want to run it at sixty. You can do you can run it at sixty. Yeah, if and you that have, will actually capture. So I think the settings are between fifteen and sixty frames a second. You can, what you know, depending on the the power of your machine, you can set the capture rate to any of those settings and go all the way up to sixty frames a second for capturing. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> you can you can re-encode it at like a lower frame rate if you want. But if sure. you want it to capture literally every frame, um, then sixty is 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 the limit right there, and that should be good for pretty much everybody. So, uh, so now we have so w let's show we we have the the desktop presenter uh, basically set up for our gameplay. I'm I'm gonna uncheck audio. We'll make this 30 frames. I, I won't be too greedy. Uh, <laughs> and now we'll bring this into the Wirecast document. So I'll save my settings here. I'll close this out. I'll bring up my Wirecast window. Now remember, it's not doing a screen cap back here. So I can actually hide that, take this full screen if I want to. And let's just go ahead and add in a shot. So I'm going to add in a... Uh, now, oh, you know what? That's another UI change I forgot to mention. Um, the, the little icons here, you can quickly, easily, they used to be kind of be up here, right? Like a little drop down menu, and now it's like real simple. Yeah, they were in the center bar before. Um, now they've been moved to each layer. So, yeah. depending on where you've scrolled in the layer list, you can go ahead and have easy, quick access to any of your sources. There's, you know, your video sources, audio sources, your screen capture sources, and then um, files such as uh, audio files, MP3s, video files, pictures, whatever. Right. So let's go ahead and uh, uh, add in our local desktop presenter shot. And as you could see, there it is in the preview. And then, as uh, you know, I, I, I'm one of the people that use uh, preview, then go live. Some people can just go auto live. I know some people do that. But when I hit uh, go, uh, there it is. And it's over here on the right-hand side. And then I can just, I haven't set up any broadcasting options because I am broadcasting right now, obviously. Uh, but then you just set it up uh, accordingly. You send it out as any other stream would, and now you have game capture with local get, uh, uh, capture with uh, with thing. Now, let me ask you this, Paul. I, I know sure. a, a lot of uh, podcasters, broadcasters, they utilize desktop presenter to bring in people on Skype. Now, yep. uh, could you utilize, even though it says game, could you utilize the game functionality to capture, or does it only work with with games? If that makes, if that question makes sense to you, 
It depends on the application. Okay. Uh, it depends how they're interacting with the with the Direct3D or OpenGL APIs. But yeah, I mean, it will work with some non-game applications. Um, I haven't done extensive testing with non-games with it up to this point, but makes sense. Um, we know it will will work with certain applications. Um, and but we also yeah, know I mean, for stuff work. like Skype, you yeah. you generally want to use window mode. Okay. Uh, the only reason why I like the game mode is you can have your Skype window behind. You can do it, that with window mode too, but not, do, on, not okay. on Mac right now. Oh, yeah. okay. Is that is that coming soon to Mac, or what's or is that just a hang up on on Mac OS X? I think that it's that it's just the way that the screen rendering APIs on Mac work was okay. the limitation. I think they they wanted to add that in, but they weren't able to do it easily in time for five. So. The way that Windows renders to the screen just lends itself to being able to uh, capture obscured windows. Cool. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take your your questions. Hopefully, you guys have been submitting them. Uh, easiest way is uh, ask.fm/geekgamertv. We do have a list of questions here to get through, Mr. Paul, and I'll I'll do my best uh, to uh, kind of uh, filter through to the ones that we can answer on the show in a short period of time. Some of them. To do a step-by-step -step tutorial, that's going to be a separate video. That's going to be a separate thing that I will do for you guys. But before before we jump in the questions, Mr. Paul, I think it's time to reveal. You can our, see a bunch of questions on the chat. Yeah, yeah, and, and I've actually been trying to force them to filter them uh, to the one place so we can knock them all out at once and stuff. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, so here, I guess we're uh, we're ready. Uh, so remember, if you haven't done so, geekgamer.tv/slash. WC5, if you want to win yourself a copy of Wirecast Studio, uh, it's it's the actual full version. It's not an upgrade license. You do not need to have Wirecast 3 or 4. Uh, you know, it's a full version of Wirecast 5 Studio. And it, 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 that includes this game capture feature, correct, Paul? Uh, it, it, that's, yes, that's the local desktop presenter does come with uh, Wirecast Studio. Sweet. All right, Paul. Since we didn't pre-discuss this ahead of time, um, and you know, since I am, I think I'm ready for the password. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this a couple of times, so I know everybody's writing them down. They're getting ready. They're like, "Oh God, I want to win this. I want to win this so bad." Oh, and I forgot to mention this. Uh, I want to win it. I, I, you are disqualified. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, we will uh, after the show is over. We'll still hang out. We'll we'll chat with you guys uh, after the recording of the show. And uh, what will happen is I will go into the magic computer and select a uh, an entry at random and verify. And I'll do it right then and there if you want to find out, or I'll just email you and let you know you're the winner. And then you have 24 hours to respond. If you don't respond within 24 hours, uh, guess what? Uh, we'll uh, I'll have to pick somebody else. So the super uber password is drumroll. Drumroll, Paul. Okay. The super uber password is Uber Gamer. That is spelled U B E R G A M E R. Uber Gamer is a super secret password to get yourself five bonus entries. That's it. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> So, uh, so here we go. Let's let's let's. Uh, it doesn't matter upper or lowercase. It is not case sensitive. Let's go ahead and go through the questions here, Paul. First question on the docket for you. Sure, sure. Uh, and we've kind of answered this already. But how is the CPU usage of 5 compared with previous versions? Uh, I mean, we talked about it, but it's it's pretty significant, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when so 
it, it, it depends on what encoder you're using. Um, but for most tasks, yes, CPU usage is reduced. Um, so with X264, if, you, if you're going to use that, uh, you'll, you should be able to see, you know, if you're using the default settings, you'll see markedly reduced CPU usage across the board um, all the way up to 1080p encoding. Um, one thing I didn't mention that we that we changed also is that we changed the decoding engine also for H.264 playback. So if you have oh. uh, H.264 video files that you want to drag into Wirecast as a source, uh, we changed that whole engine as well. So that should perform better and use less CPU as well. Um, okay. Obviously, yeah. the, um, the uh, local desktop presenter, I, I believe it uses a little bit less CPU as well. Um, you may see a little bit higher memory usage with X264 encoding compared to the old encoder. Um, if the old encoder just worked fine for you, you can switch back to it. Uh, you just have to create a new encoding preset or just bring your old document and it should retain the old the old presets. Uh, next question is, uh, what is our favorite feature of 5.0 that is worth the upgrade? Now, I've uh, I will give my answer and then we'll let Paul from Telestream give his very technical answer, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, I'm going to give you two answers. Uh, My favorite features is the lower CPU usage. That is just, I love it because that makes, that lets me do even higher quality. I'm I'm such a a quality OCD kind of guy that I I can put more into uh, quality, uh, higher bit rates, uh, more frames, that sort of thing. And my other feature that is worth the upgrade 60 FPS. I love that. I love that because when I do game capture, either via uh, direct capture through a capture card or even on the screen with a, the local desktop desktop uh, capture, those are my favorite features. Definitely worth the upgrade alone. Those two, I mean, yeah, there's other little nice tweaks and stuff, but yes, those are alone. Uh, what about you, Paul? What is your favorite feature of five that is worth the upgrade? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's hands down the local local desktop presenter with the game capture. It's what I use it for the most, for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I'm also, um, you know, I'm very happy that we have X264 in there. That was another thing that I pushed for as well, um, and a lot of people asked for that. Um, yeah, those are those are my two top favorite features. Um, there's other features that we have that I have that we haven't mentioned yet, but um, depending on you know what kind of streams you're doing, I, I don't know if um, game streamers use them. I'm not sure that we. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're the, the good news is you're giving options, and and that's the thing. Like you know, if you want to use local desktop presenter and 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 not use the game mode, you can just use local and and capture your gameplay in a in a window. Let's say you have a 27-inch screen and you just want to you don't want to use the game functionality for some reason or maybe it doesn't work because you you have a weird game. You could still yeah, there's well, still backups. There's still other ways of doing it. Actually on Windows 8 now, um, oh. it, it, it's it's slightly different. You you touched on that earlier but um, in Windows 8 you can actually use the monitor capture mode and the window capture mode uh, to capture games. Uh, and it will be just as high performance as the game capture mode. So just due to some of the tweaks that Microsoft did in Windows 8 and the rendering and the Direct3D APIs, um, you will you will see very high performance out of the monitor capture and window right. capture modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, another uh, we got a great question here. Uh, by the way, we didn't know who sent in these questions. These were anonymous questions. Okay. 
and these were sent in via ask.fm, um, is does Wirecast have the WebU plugin? So let's say, for example, you're going to CES or NAB or whatever on the live view that will plug in uh, as a source. Now, because I've, I've used this where you get the live, uh, you get the live view software, uh, and I did this with four, and it creates a source that plugs into Wirecast as a local source, and then you can bring that into Wirecast. Does Wirecast 5 support that, or is that something that's dependent on LiveView? Because I know you guys are partners. So Yeah, that, uh, so there was some testing done on the LiveView uh, streaming backpacks a little bit before my time. Uh, we don't have those loaner units anymore. Um, so I, I haven't personally tested LiveView in Wirecast um, in 5. I, I, I assume that the support is still there. I believe it just shows up as... Um, a typical video source and audio source uh, due to the way the drivers work, but it, I, I believe it should work. I, I don't know 100%. Okay. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, fair. come on, Paul. You don't know it right now. You're supposed to know it right I, now. You're supposed to be an expert. <laughs> come on. I, uh, as much as I try, I don't <laughs> I don't know absolutely everything. Um, but, uh, next I can to, certainly find out. Next to the last question, uh, can we please talk about how um, we would capture... Uh, Skype. So if you have a remote guest on your broadcast, well, uh, I I say, you know, use a local desktop presenter. Uh, you would uh, capture that region. Now, the, the sound stuff can be a little tricky, obviously, if you don't have a mixer. I've always been a big proponent of, hey, you need a, an audio mixer and be able to mix mix different things and especially callers and, and people that yeah. come in. But I mean, you can use things like uh, um, Soundflower on Mac and uh, virtual audio cable. On yeah, virtual audio cable is great. Yeah, yeah. To to make virtual audio devices and route your audio that way, if you absolutely need to do everything in the box. Um and but yeah, local desktop presenter would be the way to go for for doing Skype capturing. We'll take a couple more questions here. Uh, a question uh, coming in: those thumbnails uh, we talked about the thumbnail previews. Uh, will the yep. image refresh in real time, or is it just stills of the source? Uh, well, it, it can be both. Uh, you can have it off, and it would just be a still, and that still would only refresh when you actually go in and edit that uh, sort or that shot. Right. Um, or you can have it go up to 30 frames a second. And does it work by just pinging that source, or is it actually uh, the source playing, if that makes any sense, in that shot? Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, it's just what it's doing for the thumbnails is it's grabbing the frame as if it were being rendered to the canvas. So it's just whatever is coming through that shot, it takes that frame and play, uh, you know, draws it on the thumbnail itself, uh, from one to 30 frames a second. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, last question is, uh, and by the way, if you have more questions, uh, we'll be taking live calls after the show today. Uh, so uh, if you have a question that you kind of want to get in a conversation about, stay tight, and we'll definitely talk. Uh, we'll talk to you, Paul. Yes. What is what? Uh, what kind of gaming is your favorite? What kind of gaming do you like to do? And I'll answer um, the question last. But uh, okay, sure. But yeah, what, uh, what do you like to do? Because I think you know. Obviously, we do a, this Geek Gamer Weekly. We're talking geek gaming. What's your game? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I play a lot of different games. Um, right now, I'm mostly playing Dota 2 and League of Legends. Yes, I know I play both of them. That's <laughs> uh, all right. Some people who are partial yeah. to one or the other. Sure. Um, and uh, I play uh, a lot of fighting games. Uh, I'm wearing 
a t-shirt from the fighting game community, Broken Tier. Oh, <laughs> Great guys. Cool. Play, yeah. play a lot of Marvel versus Capcom 3, uh, Street Fighter 4. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've been big in the fighting game scene for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the main things for me right now. Uh, MOBAs, fighting games. Um, used to play a lot more FPS games. Uh, been playing a little Battlefield 4, a little bit of uh, Counter-Strike Go. So, Very cool. Um, for me... Uh, personally and on the network, I love all types of gaming, uh, consoles, Wii U, Xbox One, and PS4, PS3, and 360. I love that stuff. Also, I'm a big PC gamer as well. Battlefield 4 is what I'm currently hooked on right now, and a little bit of Left 4 Dead. I always like going back to that. And I'm going to toss a curveball at you people. Starship Artemis. If you have a group of friends say four to five people oh yeah and i forgot nick's in the chat room and sports games of course i haven't heard of that game starship artemis starship artemis is great uh it's a it, you want like five or six people to get together and each of you get your own uh specific position on a starship so one's the navigator one's weapons and and that sort of thing and stuff and uh paul you're you're using the c910 camera correct i just yep. i know we got that question late there Yep, I'm using the C910, the Logitech C910. <clears throat> and there's a reason for that, and I'll talk about it technically after the show. Um, but if you have any additional questions, stay tight, you guys. Uh, we'll uh, we'll take questions on Skype and on the chat. We'll hang out for, with you guys for a while. Uh, but this, uh, obviously, we want to get the major stuff uh, in the show. I, I, I want to say a big thanks uh, to this guy right here, Mr. Paul Hint, uh, over there at Wirecast. You can follow Wirecast on Twitter, which you should if you want to know the latest uh, from Wirecast at Wirecast, and also uh, you're on the Twitters, absolutely at Bit. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm confused. What? What? Yeah. what? At Bit. It's a, it's a yeah. At Bit Kid SRK. SRK is uh, yeah. what does all B-I-T-K-I-D that mean? Kid SRK. Uh, okay. Bit Kid is just my handle, and SRK uh, SureYouCan.com. Uh, it's a major okay. fighting game website. So, um, ended up being my nickname. Uh, if you guys want to, you can follow uh, the network on Twitter that I run, Geek Gamer TV. And if you want to follow me personally, and I do vent from time to time about gaming and tech, at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. Uh, we do a couple of shows here on the network. We do a Minecraft Me show on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific live. And also we do a Geek Gamer Weekly. It is coming back this Sunday. The Oh, I should have had the date. <laughs> I, uh, the chat room, please won't. Re- they won't rescue me in time. Uh, the twenty fourth. There we go. Uh, November twenty fourth, Sunday, six p.m. Pacific. Uh, it's going to be a newly refreshed Geek Gamer Weekly, a new look to it, and we're going to be talking about what else? Next gen consoles. Uh, Jace Rossi yes. and, <laughs> and and uh, our good friend of the North Lloyd. Uh, Hannison VG podcast. So we uh, we got a great lineup. Uh, going to be a lot of fun. But Paul, I got to say it's been a lot of fun, man. Uh, talking shop with you, and uh, hopefully we can uh, grab you back uh, from time to time to talk uh, about podcasting and broadcasting. I know a lot of people have asked me to do a show about it, and uh, uh, I think it's important to uh, give the the meat and potatoes and technical stuff to people out there to help them understand it better. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I have a background in audio production to a little bit in video production, but I'm definitely like a gearhead myself. So, you know, if you ever want to just talk about high end microphones or, you know, best cabling setups, stuff like that, like I'm a really big kind of geek in that area. I hear that, man. (laughs) 
Well, you guys, uh, definitely want to say a, a big thanks to all of you watching us live. And uh, don't worry uh, if you only caught part of this or you want to watch it all over again. We'll have it available in our Geek Gamer Weekly RSS stream on iTunes and on the Roku. And also you can watch it on our website at geekgamer.tv. So big thanks to Paul Hint from uh, Telestream and Wirecast for being on the show with us this week. And I'm Chase Nunes. Thank you for watching this Wirecast 5 special. And you guys have a great one. Take care. See you guys later.